week's Halloween time, my frightful fiends. Disneyland is ours! eerie new look of Space Mountain Ghost Galaxy and all new fireworks. Halloween time at the Disneyland Resort is wicked fun for everyone. Visit Disneyland.com slash Halloween. <laughs> so what's up? How you doing, Molly? Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not. Don't come in low energy. I'm trying, not on my podcast. I'm trying to, to, what do we call it? What do we say? Loosen it up? You're trying to get it loose. Yeah. You're trying to get it loose, Molly. It's, you don't want to be tight. I'm a little out of practice. You got to get loose, Molly, here on the, the old pants are too tight. Yeah. Yeah. The, we gotta loosen the pants. Molly, we gotta loosen the pants. They're too tight. It's so stiff. Cutting There's off no... the circulation Molly, to the brain. I have the imprint of the inside of the jeans on my fat little waist. That is the worst when that happens. You know what the worst thing is? What? Poverty. I mean, yeah. <laughs> if we want to rate war crimes over here. Oh, war crimes. Uh, probably mustard gas. And then probably genocide. See, and then I'd put probably... atomic bomb over them all. Ooh, really? Because I would put genocide over atomic bomb. Mm. Atomic bomb's quick. You're dead in a minute. Most of them. You know, this is a... Fallout. Fallout's a different. I, I don't know if I'm qualified. Frankly, Molly, I don't know if you and I are qualified to do much of anything. We're just professional mason workers. We're bricklayers. Well, you know? then we would be qualified to lay bricks. Yeah, but we're not good at it. You don't, you don't know what I'm good at. Okay? Molly, you I, should see me with a fucking drill. Molly, are you kidding me right now? I have seen you try to build a pizza stove out in the backyard out of bricks, and it is shabby. Okay, but did you see my clothing rack? Okay, but did you see how I called it a pizza stove instead of an oven? I knew what you meant. <laughs> we all knew. <laughs> Molly, what's the name of the show? Um, The Pants Are Too Tight. And that's the best name for a podcast ever. Yes, it is. What's your name? I'm Molly. I'm Danny. And... We have already done the tagline. I keep going to do it. It's a show um, about the little things. It is a show about the little things. The little we things two, we're obsessed over. We two adult siblings, what we like to do is we host this podcast where we talk about the little things. Do you which, qualify us as adult siblings because you think they can't tell? I think I qualify us as adult siblings because one, we sound like children. And two, <laughs> and two, I don't want people thinking that, you know, we're, we're professional podcast host like you and i work at a radio station and this is fake chemistry like okay. oh you're listening to dippy and bob in the morning and it's like dippy and bob don't talk to each other as Outside soon as the there. Yeah. no morning zoo crew is like okay we've been on the radio for four hours i don't want to see you again until tomorrow because that's all we do that's fair you know you and i we hate each other on the off hours we fight like itchy and scratchy we fight we bite we fight and bite and fight 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 bite 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 Blink, blink. So today's episode is sponsored by Pepsi-Cola. I have Whoa. sold out a lot of my beliefs. Whoa. Yeah. Um, listen, I know that in the past I've spoken before about Pepsi is not okay. Ha ha ha. I need Diet Coke because they use a different artificial sweetener and I'm addicted to it. But thanks to a sponsorship from PepsiCo, I'm part of the Pepsi generation. Now listen to this. Listen to this fizz. <laughs> I don't know if the mic will pick it up, but you've just heard some genuine Pepsi fizz. And I'm sorry you did hear that. <coughs> Become part of the Pepsi generation. Take the Pepsi challenge and switch from Coke. I was at um, a burger restaurant the other day and uh, burger joint. I don't, know, I don't know what you call it. I don't have a good word for it. I was it. down at Pop's Malt Shop. 
And um, there were like these people in there who were starting conversation with strangers. And they were like, you guys remember when Crystal Pepsi came out? They're like, oh, yeah, like that was the thing. They kept Jerry Coke, but they didn't keep Crystal Pepsi. Molly. You are living my dream. Do you have any idea how long I've waited for a stranger to approach me and go, remember Crystal Pepsi? And I go, right on, brother. And they didn't approach me. And I like couldn't work myself into the conversation because the more they talked, the more I realized they didn't know anything they were talking about about oh, it. Yeah. And it became like a little awkward because I listened to that 90s court podcast on the Soda Wars. Right. And, and you, I learned so much. You knew about the rock and Coca-Cola Wars, uh, whatever it is. Rock and Roller Cola Wars. Um, is that? Oh, rock and... Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, today's episode is brought to you by PepsiCo. Oh. You know they own water now, right? Fuck. <laughs> They're just buying up everything. I know. Next is land. Danny, there's no land left to be bought. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> God help us if they get sky. <laughs> um, oh. Um, Danny, I missed you, buddy. Molly, I missed you too, buddy. Danny How's it been? cut his hair. I did. Uh, I did it like Mulan with one fell swoop <laughs> of a sword. So it's, it looks pretty shitty, but I, I don't know how she did it. Well, she had a completely different hair type than yours. Who is that girl I see? The singing is back. Thank you. Um, You know, I enjoy doing this show with you. Thank and you. I miss you when I'm not doing it with you. I don't miss this eye contact. You no. and I don't look at each other when we talk. We don't. and We're usually looking at a TV. Yeah. We're looking at, whether it's on or not, we're staring, staring at the yeah. wall, and then you're to my left or right, and we just kind of yeah. talk. And I, I usually look at my phone, because I, I am pretty uncomfortable with eye contact, yeah. and I need to be doing 30 things at once to pay attention, which is why I am always playing with something while we're talking during the podcast. I hate looking, I hate making eye contact because you start to realize that some people's, most people's eyes slightly go in different directions. I Don't know do my eyes do. Don't do this to me. My eyes slightly go left and right, like they go like wall-eyed is the expression. But like Chris Hemsworth, if you ever see one of his movies and he like kind of stares down the camera, he has that going on. Oh most people do slightly, you know, there, there's no mechanism in our human brain that is like the eyes must be precisely this. It's they, you know, they're- Why must you do this to me? Now, you know, that's all I'm going to see when I look at people. I didn't know that. My eyes are very tiny, so most people don't notice. Yeah, I definitely can't. I can't even see your pupils. Exactly. You just got like, you're like a cartoon with little black dots. I really, I really do. It's it's very difficult I mean, to make that. That's why you became eyes. a cartoonist. I think that's why I used to like cartoon characters who just had the dots for the eyes, like Christopher Robin. You could relate. Yeah, I was like, oh, thank God, someone else out there looks like that. And then I realized those weren't photographs. Because <laughs> every picture of me, I just, I, I genuinely, my eyes are. Uh, I'm going to steal an expression from a super ego sketch. My eyes just look like two commas. Yeah. Like there's just like a little line, and then it ends in a dot. <laughs> But you got nice eyes. Thanks, Molly. When I can see them. Anyway, um, today's episode is brought to you by PepsiCo <laughs> and is about, about. Uh, is about, look, I, I, I'm going to level with you folks. Going to bring some of the off mic argument into the real world. I love Halloween. <laughs> it's my favorite holiday. And my favorite horror movies, because I'm a scaredy cat. I don't watch a lot of horror movies. They freak me out. But my favorite horror movies are the Halloween movies. Mm -hmm. So this is a big, this is like a banner time of year for me. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's cold enough that I can take walks outside, but it's not so cold that I have to bundle up. But it's also not so warm that I'm like, ugh, I'm walking through that sort of humid uh, pea soup air. How poetic of you. Thank you, Molly. I, I'm often called the voice of my generation. 
Really? You know how Bob Dylan won that Nobel Prize for uh, bullshit? No, I I did not know. Oh, Bob Dylan won a Nobel Prize. For his JFK song? Oh, God. I think that once they heard that, they should have taken it back. I agree. Are you kidding me? The day they blew out the brains of the king. He's so bad. Uh, look, I understand that Bob Dylan is the voice of a generation and that I'm sure he was groundbreaking and there's a reason so many people must love him. But like, but I don't get it. <laughs> no, I don't get it. I, I don't. And I'm going to level with you. Anybody who's like, you know, the corporate machine, screw that. I, I hate the corporate machine. I just tour and I, you know, I'm an independent artist. But then like goes on the Tonight Show to promote their line of like, what is it, gin or vodka he sells? Whatever it is. It's like, you're no better than George Clooney with that Casamigo shit. <laughs> you know about George Clooney's tequila, right? No, I only know about his Nespresso. Tequila! Ba -da 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 -da, and so forth. But I say we let him go. You love Pee Wee's Big Adventure, right? No. <laughs> That's a good Halloween movie. That's before Tim Burton got real weird about it. Um, uh, the scariest Pee-wee thing that I know is the Neil Cicerega Pee-wee um, mashup with, I don't even know what the other song is, but it's horrifying. You described it as you felt like you were um, like in a circus, I believe, or something. Yeah, something like circus that. Circus from hell. Um, the original Circus from hell. I hate that phrase. <laughs> I've never heard that phrase. You've never heard the original something from hell? I don't think so. You have. Maybe. It's like a 90s thing. People used to go like, boy, she was the original girlfriend from hell. You know, I'm I can't believe I'm I'm in the theme park from hell. Like, it was just a thing. I think it's uh, Richard Lewis said it oh. in stand up once and then people just never stopped saying it. Hmm. And it became very much an overused cliche to the point where in the Simpsons episode um, uh, with Poochie, Lindsay Nagel, the annoying executive lady, says something to the effect of this has to be the original dog from hell. But for kids, like it's, you know, it's gotcha. just one of those when they're trying to express his attitude. Molly, none of this matters. No. Point is, I wanted to talk about some Halloween stuff. Molly insisted we do an episode about actors being replaced on TV shows, but they keep the character. You know what I mean? You know, you all know what I mean. And you can all think of at least one where they just sort of recast a character and then act like it didn't happen. Or maybe they do a funny wink and nod to the camera. But it's like, I still know that's not Aunt Viv. Yeah. Um, so we argued about it because Danny really loves the Halloween movies, you know, the but Halloween series. we've talked theory. about them a lot. We've talked about them a lot, and we haven't put out a lot of episodes this year, so our last few Halloween episodes are, are pretty recent. It was seven episodes ago. We yeah. put out seven episodes since last Halloween. Yeah. So. We've been slacking. Yeah, and there's three Halloween episodes from last October, because so, I really like Halloween. yeah. And we used to do this a lot more regularly, but you know, whatever. So anyway, uh, this week's episode is some bullshit not related to Halloween, but uh, we're, we're still going to have a great time talking about you know, Oh Wait, I thought we switched to Halloween episodes of TV shows. What are you talking about? <laughs> I said that, and you said, all right, let's go. I'm pressing record. <laughs> no. Yes. What? <laughs> Do I have the wrong topic? I mean... Hey, if you're listening to this, could you look at your podcast app and tell me what the title of the episode is? Because apparently I don't know what the fuck we're doing here. Because we talked about ep characters that move, and then I said right before we started, I was like, what about Halloween episodes of TV oh, shows? No. And you went, sure. All right, well, I'm clicking record. Give me 10 seconds of silence. We're only 11 minutes in. It feels like we've been doing this forever. Well, we did record another podcast before this. That's right, we did. Molly and I were special guests on Joe Rogan's podcast, and we Stop. advocated that you absolutely bury yourself in a tank of water while as high as possible. Uh, Molly, did you know that Joe Rogan is both bald and stupid? 
I really know nothing about Joe Rogan. I've only heard one episode of his show when Miley Cyrus he was, was on. on the beloved sitcom Just Shoot Me, I think. And with he the was David Spade. With I think that's and, all I know. Yeah, and then he was in. Uh, he was the host of Fear Factor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and, when he had hair. Yeah, and now he hosts the Joe Rogan yeah, podcast yeah, where he frequently before. advocates that vaccines don't work and you shouldn't wear masks or whatever. Yeah, I, I know that it's a pretty um, – liberals aren't a big fan of his. I've only listened to liberals. the one episode. Yeah, liberals. Well, you, more than liberals, leftists, people who believe in science. Okay, well, I was specifically saying liberals. I wasn't saying only liberals. Um, I have only listened to one episode of his show, and it was just to, because to I love Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Um, I wanted to listen to the one Robert Downey Jr. was on, but then I just didn't want to listen to Joe Rogan talk. So. I don't think it's going to make a big difference if uh, – If I hear one more Rogan. interview with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Um, I wanted to hear the one Bernie Sanders was on, and I, I never ended up listening to that. Oh, that's interesting. He had Bernie Sanders on. Yeah, it was – I would li- – I look, I – I shouldn't be mean. It is the most popular podcast in the world. Yeah. I just, I guess I'm upset that we're his obvious rivals oh. and that people see us as the Pepsi to his Coke. They do. They really do. Because like it's it's Joe Rogan, us, and then, you know what, cereal? Do they even make cereal anymore? Not the know. food, the podcast. I don't know. Sarah Caning? All I know is serial killers move to Spotify only. All I know is that only murders in the building is a fantastic show which features true crime podcasts as a heavy plot point. It's really funny. Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez, a wonderful trio. As you know, Martin Short is one of my favorite actors on the planet. Danny, um, since we're talking about shows, and this is unrelated, but- We are talking about Halloween episodes of shows, not actors who got replaced. Do we want to talk about actors replaced for one Halloween episode? <laughs> That's a much That's narrower a topic. Much smaller topic. Can I real quick try to think of one example? Be my guess. Okay, actors replaced for the Halloween episode of a TV show. You know, it's funny, Molly. That is so specific. I don't think so it's ever happened. So I don't have a character that was replaced, but I have a girlfriend that was randomly introduced. For a Halloween episode? For a Halloween episode. Well, if you could, I guess this will start the topic of Halloween episodes. So go into it. Um, so Jennifer Love Hewitt. Um, randomly starts appearing in the Halloween episode of Boy Meets World, Shaun of the Dead. Um, wow. And yeah, she's just randomly in there as Eric's girlfriend. And um, it's a really great episode, one by one. It's like a fantasy episode where somebody's having a dream or something. Um, and one by one, each person is killed in the library at school. Um, and then it turns out the killer was Shaun the whole time. Um, it's a pretty good episode. Um, pretty yeah. pretty well liked in the uh, the fan group. But yeah, that's a uh, my one character. See, now that's interesting because they used the pun Shaun of the Dead years before the movie. That's why I just made that noise. I wasn't like, ooh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. She's fine. I like her. Um, you know, Jennifer Love Hewitt plays the love interest in both of the Garfield movies, and in both of them, she prominently has a Christian cross hanging from her neck because hmm. she's like a Jesus lady. And it's just like a weird thing that like, She's playing Liz the veterinarian, and she just kind of doesn't take off her cross. Is Liz the veterinarian? John's girlfriend. No, is she like known to be Christian or something? No, no. Oh, it's, they just put Jennifer that Love in. Hewitt is wearing that because she's a Christian. Oh, in real life. That's what I was explaining. Oh, yes. I thought you were saying the no. Character. The character of Liz the vet, I don't think, has a specified religious view. Although, to be honest with you, Garfield, very midwestern to me, and yet Garfield mm. in my mind is so Jewish. Um, you know, I don't see Garfield as Jewish. I don't see color. <laughs> so, I don't see Jewish. Um, I <laughs> I don't see Jews. Um, I don't know. I just, 
I don't know what I think of Garfield as. I mean, he's really his own end to me. I mean, honestly, I think of him as Bill Murray because of the movie. Yeah. See, I found out that, okay, so Bill Murray famously was kind of tricked into doing Garfield, right? You know the story. Yes, yes. One of the writers was named Joel Cohen, and he thought it was one of the Cohen brothers, but it's spelled different. Anyway, so he thought he was working with one of the Cohen brothers. He was not. And so he kind of got tricked into agreeing to do the movie. But once he agreed to do it, he like got some people to write some new jokes for it and stuff. And he watched all the footage they had shot and he like tried to improve it as much as he could. And he like tries, Mm -hmm. which is really weird. His voice acting is not like, I'm in a booth. I have to read words. I don't care. Which to be fair, his performance in like the Ghostbusters video game is not the most energetic performance in the world. Like he has some lines where he gives it his all and some lines where he's like, oh my God, this is the 90th version of follow me up the stairs player one. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like there's some lines where he's phoning it in, some lines he's trying. But as Garfield, he's like singing, he's going for big line reads, he's making a lot of exertion noises. It's like, oh, you care about this enough to try but you still don't want to do it it may i say one of the worst jokes in the hit film garfield is there is a nearly minute and a half long parody of new york's state of mind (laughs) i had completely forgotten this i remembered that at the end garfield sings you know i feel good i remember that but what i had forgotten was that in the middle of the movie John kicks Garfield out of the house for being mean to Odie. And then Garfield walks around the backyard and does a full performance of New York State of Mind, singing the words, I'm in a new dog state of mind. (laughs) And Bill Murray gives it his all. He likes to sing. But like, what the hell? Like, why are you doing Billy Joel? Like, what is this? (laughs) Anyway. Um, You've heard Tony Bennett do that with Billy Joel. I have. So good. So good. Now I'm just thinking about the Garfield movies and... My head is going down a whole train. You're thinking about Tale of Two Kitties. I'm thinking about Tale of Two Kitties. Well, let's get but back to- But I have to... bad news for you. What? I made a terrible mistake. What did you it's do? It's not called Shaun of the Dead. What? I convinced myself that was the name of this episode. And I I don't know how I did it. It's actually called And Then There Was Shaun. And I guess it's because in my head, and Shaun of the Dead was a better, yeah. a better pun. Hey, um, Molly. Yeah. We don't do fake news here. I'm sorry. There is a zero tolerance. We were talking about the Joe Rogan podcast. And a zero (laughs) tolerance. That's fine. um, So the Boy Meets World episode did not come up with the pun. No, they did not. It was, and then there was Sean. um, Which is a worse pun. Yes, it's so much worse. worse. Not even a pun, really. Just sort of. Just it's just there, um, and it's actually it's a like a guilt dream that Sean is having because right. he blames himself for Corey and Topanga's breakup. Um, but I just wanted to add that not only does Jennifer Love Hewitt randomly show up, um, she is called in the episode Jennifer Love Pfefferman, um, mm. I guess as a joke. And um, there is a random guy named Kenny in the episode, um, so Kenny that they can take. kill Kenny. Oh, funny South Park reference. See, see. That's. So great! I love South Park. Uh-huh. Um, well, Molly, we're talking about um, Halloween episodes. Hall- are we really? Shows. Yeah. Wait, then why did we do the preamble about not doing a Halloween episode this year? Well, well, I got I my way. You so. were. I I I thought you meant when you started it, we weren't doing a Halloween episode, not a Halloween episode. We're like, twenty minutes in. Do you want to talk about some Halloween episodes of TV shows? Yeah. Now? Okay, I'll go first. Go ahead. Well, I can't think of any. First, but. <laughs> 
So we got your classics. We've got the Hannah Montana cousin Luann. We, of course, we've got the That's So Raven where Chelsea thinks she ate some meat and it's all a bad dream. And as a child, I was confused by the resolution of the episode. Doesn't she like turn into a cow or something? I think there's a witch and a cow. And I can't recall the resolution of it, but it was confusing as a child. But it was Halloween-y. Yeah. A Um, couple of good Zack and Cody Halloween episodes. Yes, the lady that haunts the hotel is kind of a Halloween one. Yeah, that's not explicitly. The room. Yeah, the haunted room where they make uh, Zack think ghosts are there. Yeah, that's a good one. And Esteban is like contacting the dead. Yeah, they do a seance. That's a great one. That's honestly, I watched that one fairly recently because I wanted to see if there was any shining references in there. Um, Not really. It's Um, not room 237 or something. Um, yeah, I, I, it's not. I thought it would be. The Simpsons, of course, has the proudest lineage of Halloween specials. They just did Halloween, um, uh, they just did Treehouse of Horror 32. It is funny that it is all, there's no Halloween special in the first season. So it's always one less than the current season. Just found that out yesterday. So Treehouse of Horror 2 is from season three. And so now that it's season 33, they just aired Treehouse of Horror 32. You think they just put two in one season to like catch them up or something? Well, they kind of did last year or two years ago now. They did uh, Thanksgiving of Terror, but they, I think they realized that like that doesn't count because mm. it's just, it's a, that's a really great episode, of, episode. especially for like modern HD Simpsons, which has many swings and misses. That is a fantastic episode. The character animation in that is a full grade above what you'd expect, especially the last segment, which is a parody of Alien where they're all on a spaceship. Um, oh, yeah. Really funny episode. Like and that, that segment, which has a lot of Martin, the, the nerdy boy, that is the last time Rusie Taylor ever was on The Simpsons because she passed away in Aww. between seasons. And Martin is probably her most popular character from the show because mm-hmm. it's like she's Martin, she's Sherry and Terry, the twins, and it's like- oh, and Honestly, she's, fuck Sherry and Terry. What They're mean, bitches. right? They're assholes. But now all of her characters are voiced by Gray Delisle Griffin, who of course is Daphne from Scooby-Doo. I and didn't know that she had, I didn't know there was a middle in there. Oh, no. It, okay. Her name was Gray Delisle, which I believe was a married name to begin with. Uh, she married a guy whose last name was Griffin. They got divorced, but she had been going by Gray Griffin professionally for a right. while. And the most recent credit of hers uh, was Gray Delisle Griffin. Mm-hmm. And just in the newest Simpsons Trials of Horror, she did a, a double pun for the last name because mm-hmm. you get to give right. him a scary name. So she did a pun for Delisle and Griffin. Oh, so, yeah. I didn't know that. I just knew it was Gray Griffin. Um, much um, like yeah. now I have to get used to saying James Roday Rodriguez instead yeah. of just James Roday. Good for him, by the way. Yes. We're very, big, we're very supportive we're, of James. We love James. We're as proud of his heritage as he is. <laughs> <laughs> we are. I um, do love him. I love him so much. Um, Psych. I, Many great Halloween episodes. Many great Halloween episodes. My favorite first episode of Psych I ever saw was Tuesday the 17th. Um, It's obviously a parody of Friday the 13th. And I think it's just, first of all, hell of an episode to draw you in. I was like, what the hell is this show? Because that is one where there are multiple like plot twists i guess like yeah. so the show not as a total spoiler if you don't want a spoiler to tuesday the 17th just skip ahead but what i really like is it's um they go to their old camp and then sean um is asked to like solve this mystery of you know what's going on at the camp and then um it actually turns out to be a murder mystery camp and the whole thing was a joke on sean but then somebody actually ends up 
being a killer, of course, and there is a real murder. And it, I just like it because, you know, I wasn't prepared for that. And it, it drew me in. I think for me, that's the most memorable of the Halloween episodes of Psych. But yeah. I mean, what episode of Psych isn't great to Psych, watch around Halloween? Psych is such a great goddamn TV show. So I was about to great. qualify that in some way. I was thinking about um, John Landis, the director of American Werewolf in London, mm -hmm. Coming to America, Trading Places, a lot of classic movies. Also, the guy who killed three people on the side of the Twilight Zone, mm -hmm. uh, but we don't talk about that. Also, the father of Max Landis, who is a big time creep, but we don't talk about that. Uh, no, we perfectly good to bring those things up. But anyway, <laughs> um, the guy who uh, killed three people on the side of the Twilight Zone movie, two of them were kids. And so he directed a couple episodes of Psych because for some reason, half of his major film career is after that. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird that like a lot of his big movies are after the murder? Anyway, not murder manslaughter uh he was acquitted so anyway <laughs> he punched eddie murphy threatened to punch him over it anyway so <laughs> so he directed a couple episodes of psych one of them is the uh the 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 sorority oh, uh girls with the the crazy lady with the axe that's a yeah. really great one that's very halloweeny that is very halloweeny um that's just good girl from raising hope in that one steve minor uh, directed a few episodes of Psych. I think he only might, he might have only done one, but he directed Psych episodes. He is the only man to direct two Friday the Thirteenth movies, hmm. and he directed my favorite Halloween movie, H two O. Oh, yes. Um, that I mean, original Halloween is probably the best objectively, but my no, favorite is H two O. H two O, H two O, hands down. I've um, been seeing a lot of negative H two O comments recently, uh, which is fine. Fuck them. No, fuck them. <laughs> it's always been a movie with a mixed reputation because. It is like the shortest of those movies, which for me is great. It is the least bloody of those movies, which for me is great. And it is certainly the the least interested in Michael Myers, which for me is great. Um, in that movie, I'm scared of Michael Myers. He, he kills enough important characters. He is threatening enough to me. And he has done something like he's traumatized our main character so much. But I was. Uh, OK, I can't say that one's the least interested in Michael Myers because three has nothing to do with him. Well, OK, three is not a Michael Myers movie, but, you know, <laughs> um, it is just but like that is a, explicitly a Laurie Strode, Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis movie where Michael Myers is an abstract threat. Yeah. Whereas I, I, I didn't get into an argument over it because I don't ever argue with people on the internet. But I watched a, a video about H2O recently and the video was like, yeah, this is okay. And I just left a comment on the video that was like, I really like H2O. I, I don't Good know if you. that's an unpopular opinion. It's my favorite one of these. And then uh, someone replied to my comment and was like, it's embarrassing when Jamie Lee Curtis yells Michael. And how could a weak, frail woman who weighs 90 pounds defeat this unstoppable killing machine who survived bullets and fire? And I was like, okay, in the context of this movie, all Michael Myers has done is get burnt up real bad, survive some bullet wounds, and then disappear for 20 years. He is the skinniest of any movie. Like... Within the movie's yeah. own logic, he is not the like football player Michael Myers from Halloween 4 who can impale people with a shotgun. Yeah. He's just a guy who has roughly enough upper body strength to lower himself from a pipe. In the logic of H2O. And also like it's, Why would it be embarrassing how she yells Michael? I because this person watches these movies for and I realize this is the fundamental difference between me and most people who are watching mm -hmm. Halloween. I watch the middle Halloween movies for the mix of Donald Pleasance 
the teehee, these are goofy, and I love the vibe of Halloween. Mm -hmm. But I realized that other people are watching these for Michael Myers, the way you watch Friday the 13th for Jason, because there's not like a main character in Friday the 13th. You're just kind of watching because it's like, oh, no, he's going to get him. Get out of the house. Other people are watching Halloween for Michael Myers going like, oh, you know what's really cool is when he blows up that guy's head. I'm watching Halloween but for Jamie Lee. Curtis. I'm going to argue that. I'm not going to say that people don't watch it for that, but I'm going to argue that you're correct for the reason that, you know, I think the Halloween movies follow more of a scream esque type of yeah. thing where th the plot is not centered around M Michael Myers. It is more around Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis. Even in those middle movies, it's so focused around the fact that he wants Once, to kill yeah. her. Like he, that whole, you know, original thing. I also think that. There's nothing wrong with her yelling, Michael. I, I can't comprehend that. Um, what would be wrong about that? Because they don't view her as threatening or interesting. It's like a thing where I love Jamie Lee Curtis, and I think in that movie she's giving a terrific performance, just like she does in all the Halloween movies. Yeah. Except maybe two where she has 12 lines of dialogue, but that's the script's fault, not hers. But like, I, I think she's giving a fantastic performance, and I'm invested in her as the hero. But to someone who's like, come on, Michael Myers is the best. He's so strong, he could kill anyone. It's like, oh, this woman thinks he can call. And it's just like, you're watching it wrong, because this I, is yeah, not I about guess I him. I never rooted in any horror movie for the bad guy, except maybe in Saw. Like, maybe in <laughs> Saw, because yeah. he's the clever one, you know? Like... The killing ones, it's like none yeah. of them talk. Like they're not really a character kinda, to me. I kind of like Freddy Krueger, like because he's a cartoon. Oh my god, Freddy's insane! I just watched the original. Um, yeah, Fre not Friday Thirteenth, Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street for the first time, and Freddy's just like a fucking lunatic in that. Like yeah. the whole. So I always thought um, Scary Terry on um, Rick, Rick and Morty, Morty. was like an exaggeration, yeah. but like it really is perfect. Yeah, they're I, almost underdoing it, honestly. My favorite of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies is probably, well, I love New Nightmare. I was say, New Nightmare is my all-time favorite. But New Nightmare is a is a movie about Nightmare on Elm Street. It's about the actress being haunted by a ghost that takes the shape of Freddy Krueger. As far as the actual movies, my favorite is like probably uh, Freddy's Dead, which is famously the worst one because. It is the time when Robert England fully gets to play a cartoon character. There's literally a joke where one of the characters in the movie is uh, deaf. He has hearing loss, so he wears a hearing aid. Uh -huh. And Freddy Krueger pops up behind him. The dream is that he gives him a, like a hearing aid that makes everything too loud. Mm. So Freddy Krueger pops up behind him and drags his claws on a chalkboard. And the guy goes, ah! And it's like, that's a Bugs Bunny joke. That's absurd. Like, you turn up a guy's hearing aid and then scratch a chalk. It's adorable and stupid. And I love it. I love those movies. Th those are ones where it's like, granted, my favorite is New Nightmare, where uh, a triumphant woman reclaims her trauma and defeats Freddy Krueger <laughs> forever. So maybe that's just my favorite part of horror movies is when they beat the bad guy. But Like in Scream. From the perspective of someone who's watching the movies as a huge fan of Laurie Strode and Jamie Lee Curtis... Michael Myers doesn't matter. He's just an abstract. He's literally the boogeyman. Like they keep saying it. He is like that guy in Halloween Resurrection says he is that little voice inside all of oh, us that, weird that guy? tells us to kill the lady in yeah. front of us at the checkout counter. Michael Myers. There's a reason they call him the shape. He is a he's a nothing character that is by design. He is just a force of nature. He's scary. That's the bit. And so to me, it's like. 
the interesting part of Halloween is seeing how people deal with it. It's not, yeah. oh, man, he shattered that lady's head or something. It's like, no, I'm interested with Jamie Lee Curtis's reaction to she spent her whole life scared of the boogeyman and now he came back. And the reason yeah. I like H2O is because Jamie Lee Curtis is a functional adult. She's not functioning well. She is an alcoholic. She's a pill addict. She uh, is not – she's overprotective of her son. She she's can't keep divorced. a relationship together. But – She's living a lie and yeah. she can't even tell her boyfriend about it. But at the end of the movie, when she right before she yells Michael, which is apparently so embarrassing to this man, right before she yells Michael, she puts her son and her son's girlfriend in a car, says, drive, don't come back here. She locks the gates and screams Michael with an axe in her hand. She is a, a victim of trauma who has overcome her fear and she is literally going to fight her inner demons. She is literally going to kill the boogeyman. That yeah. is so cool. Versus Halloween 2018, which is far more realistic in that Jamie Lee Curtis acts like a human being who watched the worst thing ever happen yeah. and just kind of shut down because of it. But the reason I like H2O is because she kind of hasn't spent her whole life preparing for Michael Myers and she hasn't dealt with it. And then when the opportunity arises, she does deal with it head on and is proactive mm -hmm. versus Halloween 2018, where she's a paranoid gun nut. And it turns out she was right to be a paranoid gun nut because her home invasion fantasy is finally coming true. You know, that's what's going to happen to me. Like I relate to that <laughs> movie so much in that, like I'm constantly preparing for the worst scenario and I'm like one day I'm going to be locked in the bathroom with the baseball bat and people are going to yeah. be like, man, she was ready. Um, I think that the bravery shown in H2O is just impeccable. I think that, again, it, it reminds me a lot of Scream. I think both, I mean. I it's a very Scream era movie. Yeah. where you, And I like seeing that though. Where else, honestly, even in that time where we seeing action hero female leads just A, a middle-aged woman. Yeah. Who is a single, a single middle-aged woman is the hero of our movie. Yeah. And she she wins. Like, how cool is that? Yeah, and I think she could take down Michael Myers. Like, honestly, like, she looked pretty fit. But also, like, she's Jamie Lee Curtis. She's the yeah. main character of Halloween. Why would you not want her to win? Right. And it's, you realize, like, oh, this is someone who's like, well, Michael Myers is an unstoppable boogeyman. And it's like, yeah, but the point is she conquers her fear. I she want wins. him to be stopped. Like, I, yeah, I want I guess him that's to be the stopped. Difference. And it's I maybe like, I would like if he... He creepily gets up at the end, sure. Yeah. I mean, if they didn't completely like yeah, fuck but him, you know. The, but that's the point. That's the best. I part don't know how you managed to sneak in this whole little bit about Halloween in here. It's eaten up most of the episode. Where? <laughs> where? where how, I, we're we talking, were talking about, about Yes, because Steve Miner, the only man to direct two Friday the Thirteenth, who also directed H Two O, the best wow. movie ever, he also directed some Psych episodes. <laughs> Um, you will, since we've gone yeah. so off the topic here, I'm going to go with this because um, we haven't really talked about it much, you and I, and we haven't brought it up on here. Um, we spent all of last year of the podcast prepping for Psych the Movie 2 to come out. Yeah. And we had the Peacock travesty and how terrible that was. And we are coming up on Psych 3. We're nearly there. We've I nearly made so it to the excited. next. It's all about Gus and I love Love some Gus. I do love that each of these is focused on a different one of them. Yeah. The first I can't one wait is, for the... Well, I guess the first one is a little Chief Vic-ish. Yeah, it's got a lot of Chief Vic stuff in it, but I think it's mostly Sean. Sean, yeah. It's mostly about him trying to mature. And then the second one is, of course, Lassie Come Home. It's right in the title. And then I assume Psych 3 will be entitled A Player Named Gus, but I don't want to It's I don't not. Assume. It's called Gus... Um, 
Oh, I know what it's called. I didn't like, know the title. I think it's like, I'll, I'll look it up now. Gus Come Home. <laughs> I was about to say that. And I was like, wait a minute, that's not it. Yeah. Wait, this, I don't know when it's premiering either. The trailer, I think, just dropped. Oh, I don't know any of this. You don't know any of this, Danny. This I don't is know anything. We gotta talk about it. You, you gotta, you gotta know, man. Um, Psych 3, This Is Gus, it's called. Oh, all right. Oh, like this is us. Yeah. I see now. This is Gus. Um, and yeah, we've got a, a nice trailer that has dropped, and I'm I'm pretty stoked about the film. All right. Well, you folks won't have to listen to me watch it. Yeah. Molly, why don't you tell the folks about one of your favorite Halloween episodes of a cartoon? A cartoon. Well, I didn't mean to throw that at you. Um, <laughs> Phineas and Ferb. I just watched the other day. Um, the one where they go to the haunted house on their street. Oh, that, yeah. Um, is like this kid, there's this little, little... Russell? Yeah, Russell, <laughs> like the leaves in a bush when yeah. you're scared. He um, convinces the Phineas and Ferb gang to come into the his house because it's haunted and he plays a really good scared little kid and it's this really elaborate haunted house um, yeah. that turns out to, of course, not actually be haunted, but it's just... It's just a beautiful episode, honestly. Right. There's that. There's the uh, Tri-State Trilogy of Terror. Which I was trying to find. The I Macabre Bookstore. That um, that's a fun one. That's just three unrelated Phineas and Ferb Halloween stories. And then there's, of course, my favorite, Night of the Living Pharmacist. Night of the Living Pharmacist. Which is uh, a full half hour special of just, uh, it's it's literally just a zombie movie where instead of turning into zombies, everyone turns into Dr. Doofenshmirtz. They have the guys from Shaun of the Dead in it. They make a cameo as themselves. It's fun. It's a fun bit. It's a good one. What about you? Any other um, Halloween episodes of TV shows coming to mind for you? Uh, the new Animaniacs reboot had a Halloween episode where they go trick-or-treating and they run into a Pennywise-esque clown. Mm. And it was weird because the whole bit is that like, oh, you can't scare them. They're weird, irreverent cartoon characters. But then they get to Yakko, and he actually is terrified. And it's like, well, that's just weird. Mm. I don't like, know if I saw that one. It's fine. Uh, the clown is voiced by Peter Stormare. Stormare. Yeah, who um, appears in several Phineas and Ferb thingies. But that's not important, Molly. It's <laughs> never been important. I don't know why I keep talking. Well, none of this is important. It's just, you know, important <sighs> It's the little us. things. It's the little things. Yeah. So... Um, I remember a Halloween episode of Charmed, um, famously yeah. a show about... <laughs> that's the theme song to Charmed. <laughs> they don't get to hear that anymore. Um, yeah. They're... Um, they are I witches, and for one Halloween, they all go dressed as like a different witch, like a famous witch. Yeah. Um, and I always thought that was super clever and cute as a kid, and, and I don't find it as clever and cute anymore, but I thought it was clever and cute at the time, but now since then, I've seen a lot of other things where witches do that. Yeah. So yeah. I'm a big fan of Halloween episodes of TV shows because you get to see what the characters dress up as. Yeah, and I think like, it's really telling. The Friends Halloween party of where, course. you know, Phoebe is Supergirl, Monica's Catwoman, uh, uh, Chandler's a Big Pink Bunny, uh, Ross is Sputnik, uh, et cetera, et cetera. What is Joey? I was just trying to think of that. Because I was about to say Superman, but that's the Hanukkah I know, episode. I was about to say too. Yeah. Um, um, wow, I can't believe I'm blanking on this. Does he participate in the Halloween he... I'm not as I'm not as much up on Friends as you are, and I haven't watched that episode in a long time. And I was trying to think of what Rachel was as well. Dan Danny's going to do a quick Google um, while Molly fills in some more sitcom Halloween episodes for us. Okay, well, of course, the very very famous Slutty Pumpkin from How I Met Your Mother. Oh, uh, how could we forget? Um, I think that's, I mean, one of the coolest storylines in How I Met Your Mother um, that we keep coming back to the fact that. 
Ted every year goes as this freaking oh. hanging Chad costume. I didn't even know what that was until I had seen that episode of How I Met Your Mother. Um, so I can't even imagine Ted telling that story to his children. Um, I cannot believe I forgot he goes as Chandler. Oh, of course. He goes, I'm Chandler. Blah. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, Gunther is Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown, that's That's great. a really great one. Um, God, does does is there a bit where... Um, Rachel, I was like, what's Rachel's bit? Because there's uh, the nurse, but that's like a guest at the party. Isn't that like Ross's date or something? That's right. She doesn't wear a costume. Rachel doesn't have a costume. She hands out weird stuff to the kids. Oh, doesn't she wear like her black dress? She's in like a black dress with like a pattern. She's trying to impress Joshua. I had to Google it Um, because I didn't remember. I think that's Joshua season. Yeah. Um, Joshua season, so whoop de doop. Emily the Osmond Hickory featured Dump. in that episode as the ballerina, um, who is like when they finally get candy, um, she's like, "You you were giving out money, what the heck?" Yeah. Um, um, actually, no, that might not be her. One, she's in there as a ballerina, and she's like dancing prettily for Rachel. And I think right. that's when Rachel starts giving the money. Actually, there aren't enough Halloween TV specials. You know what? I think we could think of more, Danny. Really? I'm trying to think of any TV shows that I watch. Well, I meant like there's no equivalent of uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh, well, the where... great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Isn't that? Yeah, I guess. I guess you're right. I don't want to. And I think that's probably it, that. though. But like, I mean, that is, yeah, yeah, okay. But that is specifically Charlie Brown. Like, there's a Charlie Brown for every holiday. Yeah, It's no. just that the Christmas and Halloween ones are popular. But no. like, they still air the Easter Beagle. You know? Oh yeah, the Easter Beagle. But yeah, so there's there's the Charlie Brown special. Um, um, Halloween night is Grinch night. You ever see that? Yes, yes. That's and Josiah said. Yes. Then you could actually. Rise I don't it. know if we even finished it. I don't think we could get through it. Oh, I've finished that special. It ends it's a with rough one. It's non-canonical because the Grinch at the end gives Max the dog to the little boy Eucariah. Mm. Eucariah, Eucariah, Grinch is gonna get ya, Grinch is gonna get ya. I love that special. It's horrifying. The voice of the Grinch in that is Hans Conried, who's Captain Hook. Oh. Because Boris Karloff did it in the original special. He was the Frankenstein monster. Mm-hmm. Boris Karloff did the original special and I believe he had passed away by that point. Oh. Um, or he just didn't want to do it. I'm pretty sure he had passed away. And then it's Hans Conried as the Grinch, and he's, you know, and Eucariah said, and Josiah said, so he just talks like Captain Hawk, but he's, you know, the Grinch. Um, um, I'm a big fan of that special. See, I'm not. It's terrifying, and I do not like it. I just did a quick look up, because I was yeah. like, you, you said this, and it made me think. So some newer ones would be the Toy Story of Terror. That was that is my favorite. A really good one. Real quick. That is my favorite of any of those Toy Story short cartoons. Oh, yeah. It is my favorite by far. Number one, it has lots f- t- for my favorite of the new characters, Mr. Pricklepants. Yes. The, the dumbest and best of the new Toy Story characters. I don't. I believe they still have Timothy Dalton doing his voice because in the Forky Asks a Question, they don't have Timothy Dalton oh. playing Mr. Pricklepants. Uh, but anyway, Timothy Dalton as Mr. Pricklepants, one of my favorite of the new Toy Story characters. They have plenty for the classics, Mr. Potato Head, Buzz, and Woody. Mm-hmm. Um, but my the reason it's my favorite is because it's a really good Jesse story. And of course, she teams up with Combat Carl. Of course. Well, that's what that famous. Molly, uh, I'm what sorry. You, uh, what are you playing there? I buddy? was looking at the list, and it just yeah. it, it's playing. Uh, I can't stop it because it says video unavailable. Yet somehow it's. Hey, playing. buddy, just turn the volume down on your phone. You're so smart. You're such a jackal. Um. Uh. I am well, that's now... that where that meme is from. That you know. Well, the the 
this shot everyone uses for the meme, right? Where it's like, I don't have any training. Yeah, yeah, the combat Carl. Remember your training. Yeah. I love combat Carl. Um, I am just quickly doing a Google. Well, scared Shrekless I saw. Not a fan. Not a fan. No, and I'm also... Okay, here's why. Because they got Mike Myers and Cameron Diaz, but not Eddie Murphy. Do we know why? Um... No, because he came back to do the next special, whatever that was. The the Christmas I, one? I think Shrek the, the Christmas one is next, yeah. Because he did that, but he didn't do the Halloween one. No, I, I'm kidding. I'm just not a fan because it's fine. Yeah. I do like one segment from it. The Gingy segment where he has a girlfriend. Like it's the it's called the Bride of the Gin it's Bride of Gingy mm-hmm. instead of Bride of Frankenstein. He has a girlfriend who is voiced by Kristen Shawl. And she is somehow uh. a weirdly consistent character in Shrek spin-off media. She's not in any of the movies. Really? Uh, she might be in the joke where Gingy's life flashes before his eyes in Shrek the Third or something. Uh, but she's not a character from the movies, but she does recur in like Shrek spin-off stuff and she appears in a, an ad for like Carnival Cruises. That's funny. And they kind of expect you to know who she is. I don't remember this. I remember like waiting for this special yeah. to premiere, but I couldn't tell you a thing in it. The bit of the special is that they're telling scary stories. It's a Treehouse of Horror oh. situation where each of them tells a scary story. Shrek does the Shrekzercist, where he is a babysitter who's hired to take care of Pinocchio for the night, and Pinocchio's head spins around and he throws up. And you know, Geppetto is the the father. Right. Um, Donkey and Puss in Boots have a segment where they are trying to tell the same story, which is a parody of Psycho, okay. but they keep interrupting each other so that the other one keeps getting killed in the story and. Uh, they recall Donkey's famous love of waffles and a big waffle eats them. And Prince Charming is the bad guy in that because he's dressed up as the fairy godmother like Norman Bates dressed as his mother. Oh. But they don't have the guy who voices Prince Charming. So all Prince Charming does is like one laugh. Interesting. Yeah. It's it's a it's kind of a thrown together special. There is another Shrek Halloween special. And I'm not talking about Netflix's release of the Shrek 4D video. Oh, that's what I thought. Did you see that's finally closing? Yeah, in Florida after years. Wow. It's been up for, what, it opened in 2003, I think? It's like right after the movie. It's right before, I know it was part of the contract for Shrek 2. The contract for Shrek 2, so for the first Shrek, all the actors were paid pretty good money. They were all famous. But because Shrek was one of the biggest movies of the year for Shrek 2, Cameron Diaz, Mike Myers, and Eddie Murphy all got $10 million, which is absurd because (laughs) when you think about it, it's like, oh gosh, um, it's not even like we paid $30 million for the cast of this movie. We paid $30 million for the three main guys. We still got to get John Cleese, Julie Andrews, you know. (laughs) No one else is going to be that expensive, but whatever. So Julie Andrews should be. What a queen. So the contract for Shrek 2 was you all get $10 million. But you do have to be in Shrek 4D. You do have to do the theme park ride. Mm. So that's why they're all in it. And they got John Lithgow. Uh, he did not get $10 million because uh, Lord Farquaad is not in Shrek 2. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they air that on Netflix as if it's a Halloween special. No, what I'm talking about is the Shrek thriller music video, which features oh, yes. yeah, approximately none of the cast of the movie. It was originally released on the Nintendo 3DS shop it was an exclusive to that and then they aired it on like nickelodeon or something which is why it was animated in 3d but it's just time the cast of shrek just performs thriller 
and it's you know it's all the people who do the voices for like the video games and stuff doing the very interesting yeah um i'm scrolling through a wikipedia list Uh of it's just called halloween specials and it has like every tv show's episode included as well okay so like it's got like fred 2 night of the living fred we remember fred hey it's fred oh i remember that very well it has the friendsto uh the flintstones meet rockula and frankenstone which is on boomerang but i've never watched it and then they've also got the two halloween specials of the original flintstones all these things i'm trying to find some interesting stuff in here but really when you think about it lots of shows have halloween episodes there's a lot of them do cuz i mean yeah. like you said you get to see the characters and what they the, it brings out another part of their character yeah. we've been pretty indulgent of danny's bullshit so far but mm-hmm. i would like to quickly mention uh two more cartoons i'm sorry everyone and two more uh they're both superhero things so i'll go real quick uh the show justice league which when i think about that show it's insane it was on cartoon network it was on in prime time it's relatively uncensored for like a kid's show and it aired hour-long episodes it's the only hour-long animated show that's like a like a serious like drama kind of show you know like they would do like the scooby-doo hour where they would just air an episode of scooby-doo and then an episode of Mm something but like Justice League, every episode is two parts, so it's a full hour-long show. Mm-hmm. The Halloween episode is called A Night of Shadows. Uh, the Justice League teams up with Etrigan, the demon, uh, to fight Morgan Le Fay, who is, of course, the villain from the King Arthur stories. And she's trying to get this amulet that will, you know, help her take over the world and keep her young forever. Whatever. <laughs> the episode takes place on Halloween because, you know, all Hallow's Eve and whatever – But there's a scene where Flash and Wonder Woman have to get a piece of this amulet from a Hugh Hefner type. So they have to – He for some reason, he has half of it Uh, because the the tablet brings you good luck. So he's had incredible luck over the course of his life. He's a millionaire. So essentially, the scene is Wonder Woman and the Flash have to go undercover at the Playboy Mansion Halloween party. And of course, half the guests are dressed up as superheroes and – they think Wonder Woman is one of the Playboy bunnies. So this creepy old man is trying to hit on Wonder Woman while she's trying to get this amulet. Meanwhile, the Flash is like fighting a giant monster in the Playboy mansion. It's a fun episode. (laughs) It's not super Halloween-y, but it has good Halloween vibes. Like there's lots of like autumn leaves and creepy Well, that's what's really, I think, most important in both the success in my book of a Halloween movie or a Halloween episode of a show is if it gives you the Halloween vibes because there are certain Halloween episodes or Halloween movies that just that just doesn't convey that like to me Hocus Pocus obviously is always going to have that strong Halloween vibe anything in that you know Massachusetts kind of Connecticut New England area the second thing real quick Mm -hmm. is the Batman Brave and the Bold Halloween special as we all know Batman Brave and the Bold every episode they have a short adventure up front they do the theme song and then it's the rest of the episode the short adventure up front is Batman and the Flash fighting the Scarecrow Mm -hmm. who of course has rigged jack-o'-lanterns all over the city to explode with fear gas Uh, and then the main episode just has Halloween vibes. Doesn't play take place on Halloween. Batman is sent back in time, and he teams up with Sherlock Holmes mm-hmm. and Etrigan the Demon to fight uh, a, a demon from hell who's been resurrected by the Gentleman Ghost. We all love the Gentleman Ghost, right, folks? Don't we? He's wonderful. He's out there. He's the Gentleman Ghost. We love what he does, and that's okay. <laughs> 
And that's good. No. We like that. I don't, I don't. Uh, <laughs> and then lastly, there is, of course, Batman the Long Halloween, which isn't really Halloween themed. It starts on Halloween and then it takes place over a year's worth of holidays. But, uh, you know, they made okay. an animated movie of it. The last film of Naya Rivera, who plays Catwoman. Aww. Yeah. She's really good in it. Um, I would like to, while we're on the topic of Halloween specials, discuss yes. our newest Halloween special, easily a favorite of mine, oh, Muppets yeah. Haunted Mansion, yes. that just dropped on Disney+. Plus. I am so happy to see Gonzo back in the spotlight. We had a a brief time when, you know, we had Muppets Christmas Carol and Muppets Classic Theater. Where Muppets we had from Space. Muppets from Space. We had Gonzo in the spotlight. And Rizzo, may he rest in peace may, wherever may he, he is. May he rest in peace. Um, that's good. Um, and I'm so happy to see Pepe, like King Prong. One of my favorite characters. Getting his well-deserved credit. Yeah. His well-deserved stardom. Pepe was also a star for a time. That 90s to early 2000s yeah. Muppets, the right before Disney. Because he's era. got a big part in Muppets from Space, right? He's got a big part in Muppets from Space, and he's got a big part in the Very Merry Muppet Christmas, where mm-hmm. he's having an affair with Joan Cusack. Yes. Yeah. I, I love, love Pepe. Pepe is... So funny that I, I I just I do I love him I I do love that he calls Kermit Kerman Kerman that's Kerman one of my, our Moppies. favorite bits we say that a lot yeah um it, it was I was so pleasantly surprised by the Muppets Halloween uh, haunted mansion yeah. I did not think it was gonna be bad but I didn't think that I was gonna love it as much as I did it was so beautifully done in every respect yeah. lots of good haunted mansion jokes lots of good classic muppet bits it's one of my new favorites it's nice, really good it really is nice limited amount of this voice of kermit so i didn't have to hear that the whole time <laughs> and but he's good like he sings when he sings he's good because nope. that guy's a singer and i'm I, gonna disagree okay well i'm just going to casually say that i i'm gonna say i thought it was terrible but great job to will arnett and yeah. um great job to ever thought to have Kermit and Miss Piggy dress up as each other for Halloween. That's really funny. That is hilarious, and it looks too good. I would just quickly like to say that the uh, Muppets Haunted Mansion TV special does something that I really like that the Haunted Mansion movie does that I don't like, which is – that was a confusing sentence, but it doesn't matter. Uh, the at, Towards the end of the special, there's like an opportunity for the ghosts where it's like, come back to the world of the living. You don't have to live in this haunted mansion. And the ghost goes, no, I live here now. This is, these are my new friends. I've made my peace. And I really like that because the end of the Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion, I don't know if you guys remember, at the end of the Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion, uh, all the ghosts leave. They yeah. they rise up to heaven and then just Madame Leota and the singing busts for some reason don't get to go to heaven and they have to live in the car with, they don't live in the car, but they drive away mm-hmm. with Evers and Evers where Real you'll be state. happy for Evers <laughs> and Evers. Um, but like, could you imagine riding the Haunted Mansion and going... I would like this to stop. <laughs> I would like these characters to never have a chance to do this fun party again. They all seem miserable. No, they're happy haunts. They like haunting this mansion. They're weird and crazy, but like, this is fun for them. It would be the equivalent of, because they're like a merry band of weirdos, it would be the equivalent of ending a Muppet movie with, and we've broken up, <laughs> and we're all going our separate ways. Thanks for doing the yeah, show with well, me. Yeah, well, the other one was more of like a curse. Yeah, but know. it's a fun curse. That's the whole point. It's a swing and wake. Yeah, no, I mean... Goes, listen. I, they, I, I enjoyed it in this. It wouldn't have worked if they did that at the end of the yeah. Eddie Murphy movie. But the, they, they were still all together. But the premise of the Haunted Mansion is that ghosts from all over the world, you know, illustrious ghosts from all over the world have right. come here, you know, for their final resting place. Is that Muppet played by Wallace Shawn, the one that I said sounded like him? 
No, he's not played by oh, Wallace Shawn. I was going to say, then Wallace Shawn would have been in both Haunted Mansions. That is true. The, Molly Florida. thinks that Pops, who is the Muppet that runs the, the 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 theater door in the original Muppet show, Molly happens to think Pops looks quite a bit like Wallace Shawn. That looks. He sounded like him. That's fair. But he also is the guy in uh, Great Muppet Caper who runs the Happiness Hotel. Oh, okay. Where he goes, would you like to pay with cash, card, or sneak out during the night? Uh, we'll sneak out during the night. <laughs> Great bit. Um, I, love that I don't movie. think he sounds like Wallace Shawn in that one though. But no, in this, he but, did. You know. um, um, but that was great. I highly recommend. I'm really excited when I go to Disney tomorrow. Yeah. I'm really hoping there's Muppets Haunted Mansion merch. I will report on that to you all. There are lots of uh, Powerpuff Girls Halloween specials. Two of them from the original show, three from the reboot, but I've I not can, seen the reboot. So. I can remember the original ones with them getting candy. Yeah. I. Well, there's also that one episode where the mayor gives them candy. As a reward, oh, and then well, they start one, yeah. they start faking crimes to get candy. <laughs> oh, there's a really good Big City Greens Halloween special. Oh, Have you that's seen that fantastic! Yet? That's yes. a really good one. I like the, that. The one, one with the yeah. where the animals, the yeah, moon, they the go crazy. Moon. Yeah, that that's one is really so good. good. I lo- I love oh. that one. That is hilarious. If you haven't. If yeah. you haven't gotten on Big City Greens, Molly, you need to get in on Big City Greens. I I was thinking it's a movie, but it it was aired on TV as an episode. What Mickey's House of Villains. Oh, Mickey's House of Villains. Mickey's, Mickey's House, House of Villains. Villains. Mickey's right, House of Villains. Episode. Just some personal backstory. My all time. Okay. When I was a little kid, I had a VHS tape of Mickey's House of Villains, which is the House of Mouse Halloween special where all the Disney villains take over the House of Mouse. I watched it so much. I would so just, much. I would, sometimes I would skip the cartoons just so I could watch the segments where they introduce the cartoons, which is the storyline of the special where they're taking over the Haunted Mansion. Sometimes I would just watch the cartoons and I can word for word some of the cartoons that they play. Like my favorite is of course the trick or treat Donald Duck cartoon from the forties with Huey, Dewey and Louie, mm-hmm. which is, you know, trick or treat, trick or treat on Halloween with ghosts and goblins by the score. You better not be stingy or your nightmares will come true. Trick or treat. I don't like that one. Um, as I believe, actually, we did discuss on a former episode. We've talked about how much you hate that one. Yeah. I love it. The witch is crazy and fun, and she's voiced by June Foray, who, of course, later voiced the big green witch from the Looney Tunes. Well, I was going to say, it reminds me too much of her, and then I get scared. They're both named Witch Hazel, which is a pun on a, a thing you can buy. But, um, yeah. So speaking of the witch, Danny, yes. I do have that DVD of Mickey's House of Villains in the car. Do you want That's me to leave so it here for you? Uh, I think we should watch it together as friends. Uh, Mickey's House of Villains is so good and so great, and I love it so much. That being said, one of the cartoons is not Halloween themed, and it is some be- it is it is some bullshit that they couldn't find one more Halloween themed cartoon. I think it's some bullshit that Disney acknowledged in the beginning of Disney Plus. Yeah. The beauty of Mickey's House of Villains. Yes, it was available. And put it on there and did not put the rest of House of Mouse on there. House of Mouse is so good. Um, I have a question for you, Danny. Please. And, uh, maybe the viewers at home would like to know as well. So we were talking about episodes of Halloween shows. I mean, Halloween episodes of TV shows. And then you were talking about Halloween TV specials. Yeah. What counts as a special versus a Halloween movie that was just aired on TV for the first time? No, like, I'm glad you TV? asked. I personally am of the opinion by the way we forgot the milo murphy's law halloween special where they get stuck in the truck like they build oh that's so good it's really good that is so good they build a haunted house 
In a truck. Yeah. And then the truck goes like riding off a cliff. Oh, it's so good. But they Watch like it. they're still just going through the haunted house. They don't realize, they don't realize that, that the Murphy's this has all happened. Yeah. Um, and it's narrated by Mr. Draco, the teacher who this is a regular yes. element of the show. One of the teachers is clearly a vampire, but he will never acknowledge it. It's just a weird like bit throughout the show. Anyway. And one person is like convinced he's a yeah. vampire and like everyone else isn't. They're all like, you're crazy. But like. He doesn't show up in photographs and he doesn't go out in the he sun. He like and sleeps he's in the locker. And he talks like a Dracula. Yeah. Anyway, um, big fan. Big fan. Huge fan. Um, but the difference to me, it's Christmas special rules for me. Okay. So Rudolph, when people go, what's your favorite Christmas movie? And people go, Rudolph. I do take issue with that. Rudolph is not a film. It's a TV special. Mm-hmm. It's 45 minutes long. So length is what you were thinking. I, it's partially length because there is such a thing as a TV movie. Right. But The Grinch, which is my favorite Christmas special, right. is 30 minutes and it's they repeat a lot of animation. Yeah. It's short. You know, Frosty mm-hmm. is 30 minutes. And even if the special runs an hour, that's not quite right. feature length. I think an hour and 10 is safe feature length. Okay. But like, so for me, those are Christmas specials. I think the same of Halloween. Charlie Brown is not a Halloween movie. It's a Halloween, Halloween special. special. Okay. Versus Halloween Town on right. Disney Channel. That is feature length. It's a TV movie, but it's a movie. Gotcha. Um, and then there's Halloween episodes. Some of them are Halloween episodes, which mm-hmm. is primarily what we've been talking about here. Right. And then there's like, you know, I'd say Treehouse of Horror is a Halloween special. They call it that. Yeah, that, that's the thing too, is some episodes of TV shows will specifically call it the Halloween special. They'll do that for their the Christmas, Christmas special, too. Yeah. So I guess it depends. I'm fine with lumping those in with the Rudolphs, Rudolphs. of the world. Okay. So you know, the I Simpsons would, Christmas special. While you brought up Halloween Town, I watched Halloween Town last night. Yeah. Um, and I would just like to point out that Kimberly's acting in that movie is Yeah. Honestly, like, I, I'm being so genuine here. It is beyond amazing. I yeah. think that 99.9% of the time, teenagers portrayed fighting with their mothers in movies is over the top and just like ridiculous or they don't go far enough. It's always awkward for me when moms and, and teenage girls are fighting. And she just gave the perfect portrayal of that. And I really wanted to commend her for that. Um, but I really wanted to question the um, writing um, in that we always talk about how weird 90s insults were. Yeah. Um, and one of the insults she gives is the big cheese. And she does it so like intensely where you would really think she called him an asshole. And um, same thing at the end, instead of saying Calabar as like a knock, she calls him chocolate bar. But it's not enough of a knock got him. where you can tell at first that she's doing a play on his name. Yeah. It just kind of seems like, you know, like... Yeah, chocolate bar. Yeah. And um, I, it really took me off guard. Although I just kind of said that like when Mr. Potato Head is like, yeah, hockey puck, whatever he calls him. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, Worst Witch, is that a movie or a special? I would call that a TV movie. I think it's too long. Okay. I think it might be feature length. Okay. And I think it was also like a straight to video movie, kind of. Um, so I would call that a movie, a TV movie though. A TV movie. Um, I'm just looking at the Scooby-Doo section. Yeah, on the Wikipedia page. There's a couple. And some of them are listed as Halloween specials. Maybe the episodes take place on Halloween, but every Scooby-Doo is like a Halloween special, which is probably why I love it so much, because I love Halloween. And yeah. Scooby-Doo is like 90% Halloween stuff. Um, but there's specifically, What's New Scooby-Doo has a Halloween episode. I believe that's the one where... Um, who sings the theme song? Is that Simple Plan? Who does the... Yes. They appear as themselves and sing the theme song in the episode. Yes, I um, that. It's like a kind of a festival or something. I think that's that episode. 
um, of what's new Scooby-Doo. Then there's Scooby-Doo and the Goblin King, which is early on in the direct-to-video movies. It's like mm-hmm. one of the first few. And it's not great. All the characters that are designed for the movie, like the Goblin King, don't look like they belong in a Scooby-Doo movie. It's really weird. They haven't got the art style quite down. But it does take place on Halloween. They're running through like a carnival mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, Scooby-Doo and the Spooky Scarecrow apparently takes place on Halloween. Be Cool Scooby-Doo did a Halloween special that I have not seen. But I did just recently watch the Halloween... I, I think it's a, a movie's a safe way to call it because it didn't air on TV first. But it is, you know, an hour and 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Happy Halloween, Scooby-Doo. Written and directed by the creator of The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, Maxwell Adams. It's really good. I like it. I recommend it. Um, Billy and Mandy, for that matter, is one big Halloween one special. One big Halloween special. Yeah. Although but they, they do, do have Halloween-specific episodes, yeah. for sure. One of them is a TV movie. That's a special. Yeah. I got to stop muddying the waters here. It was called Under Fist. And it's just, it's like Billy and Mandy are in it and they're trick-or-treating. Oh, yes, yes. But it's about Irwin, the little nerdy kid. Yes. And he gets recruited for like an Avengers-esque team of heroes. It's him, Haas Delgado, who's the guy with the chainsaw for an arm. Mm -hmm. And that spider that has, he's like Billy's son, the spider. That's such a weird bit. It's them and they're fighting like mummies. They're fighting an evil mummy. Uh, I really love that special. Uh, you saying that gave me like weird horror flashbacks to that time. Were you upset by Billy and Mandy? I did, or did not you enjoy like it? Billy and Mandy okay. at all. Um, it made me very uncomfortable. Anytime someone is doing a voice like Billy's in a show, it I bothers me. I'm a big fan. I I don't like hearing that kind of voice. It's like same thing Camp Laszlo. Like I couldn't handle that kind of voice. Yeah. Um, you said something there that sparked. Oh, was the Hex Girls Scooby Doo on Halloween? Because that gives which is ghost. It's a witch. Vibes. It's a witch festival. I couldn't tell you if it's on Halloween or just like oh, it's the anniversary when we burned them witches. Mm-hmm. But you can't look Huge me in the eyes. Halloween vibes. You cannot look me in the eye. I. It must not take place on Halloween through some. You know, it's probably like the anniversary. But they're in Massachusetts. Yeah. It it has the most beautiful paintings of like fall weather. Yeah. And it's got the hex girls. If you've got the vibe, then you're Halloween. Listen, if you do not have some manner of crush on the hex girls and you're or lying. and or did not want to be one of the hex girls, do you have a pulse? Are you alive? And I know there are some people out there who are who are aromantic or asexual and they don't have crushes on people, or maybe they think it's weird that it's a it's a cartoon character. No. It's the Hex Girls. Danny Phantom. Put a spell There's got to be a Halloween episode of Danny Phantom. How could there not be? I, I just got, I don't remember, but I, I just bought a Danny section. Phantom's shirt um, yeah. with Sam on it, and I, I feel really alive because of it. Um, I'm just on the Wikipedia page real quick. I came across the psych episode with the vampires where they go to the vampire club and uh, <laughs> they assume that Gus is a blackula. Yes. And, and they're like real people who drink blood to seem like vampires. Yeah. I just remembered that episode. That's so good. There are always episodes of crime shows that are like the Halloween episode. Yeah. Like, oh, my favorite Halloween episode of Criminal Minds. The whole point of the episode itself does not matter. What matters yeah. is that little Henry... JJ's son dresses up as his favorite profiler for, profiler for Halloween. He dresses up as Spencer Reed and he runs in with his little satchel and they're like, come on, say it, say it. And he just, in his little cute voice goes, E equals MC squared. Aww. And it's, everyone's like, yay. And it's Aww. the cutest thing in the fucking world. That is cute. I just, on the Wikipedia page, got to the criminal mind section and it looks like there's uh, six 
Halloween yeah, there's episodes. There's been a lot of... There was recently a very creepy one with clowns that I did not like. Okay. Uh, apparently, there was a Hardy Boys Nancy Drew show that I have never seen, so that's interesting. And of course, there's 8 million uh, Hawaii Five O's. There's a couple murder she wrote. Definitely CSI. There are some Halloween type episodes, even if they don't take place on Halloween. Again, there's always... Any crime show is going to have the right. person who thinks they're a vampire and is drinking blood... I'm sure there's probably a Halloween-type episode of The X-Files that's not coming yeah. to my mind right now. Um, I remember the Spider-Man cartoon from the 80s had a Halloween episode where the bit is that Peter Parker goes as Captain America, I think, and his girlfriend, who is Betty Brant in the show, I think, she goes as Medusa, who's a Fantastic mm -hmm. Four character. She's in The Inhumans. She's the lady with the big red hair who can like touch people. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Inhumans TV show was not popular. Otherwise, we would all know Medusa by now because they'd <laughs> be in the Marvel movies, but whatever. Um, I like Medusa. She's got a fun look. And yeah, anyway. But so uh, I might be mashing up two things here because there's, a hot, there's the episode of Spider-Man from 1981 and then there's spider-man and his amazing friends from the same year and i feel like both of them have a halloween episode but they're so hard to tell apart mm -hmm. because literally they use the same animation models for all the characters who recur mm -hmm. from show to show and there are minor differences like oh they made doc ock blue instead of green but like it's the same drawing of peter parker and it's the same drawing <laughs> of all the supporting characters and Betty Brant is in the Spider-Man show, but in Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, there's Angelica, who's already a redhead, and I'm pretty sure she's the one dressed as Medusa. And you can't keep this straight. I, Molly's really hard. But the point is the Green Goblin's the villain of the episode, mm. and he it's his only appearance in the show is the Halloween episode. And now that I'm... Oh, gosh, it's so hard to keep him straight. Uh, anyway, but it's one of the two shows, and I, I enjoy that from childhood, but I cannot summon myself to watch those shows much as an adult because they are pretty slow paced sparked a, a thought in my head about yeah. a halloween episode and and it totally left what were you saying right before what were we saying right before the spider-man show criminal minds after that after criminal mind oh gosh this is so annoying because our listeners just heard it yeah. and can probably recall it but i i've got nothing to tell you molly oh dang it dang it dang it um, I just got to the Freeform section. Freeform? Yeah. Former no formerly known as ABC Family. But it doesn't list any episodes. It just says like, oh, this channel does 31 Nights of Halloween. Oh, here we go. Uh, Freeform. So it looks like we got Pretty Little Liars, of course. Oh, yes. All the Halloween episodes of Pretty Little Liars. Um, also, Halloween, I believe, is when the Scream TV show premiered. Yes. The pilot is a Halloween episode. The dance is a Halloween episode. Remember, they go as the people from oh, Pulp yes. Fiction and they do, it was a teenage wedding. Yeah. But then the episode Revelations also takes place on that. Then in the second season of Scream, they do Halloween and Halloween 2 as two episodes. Um, and then apparently in the 2019 season, which you and I have not seen. Not yet. The fabled third season of Scream. There are two uh, Halloween episodes. We got to get with Michael one day and watch yeah. Um, um Yeah. Oh my God. This is driving me bananas. I'm sorry, Molly. Can you pause for one second? Just one. Um, the next thing on Wikipedia is the Glee version of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which I guess was a Halloween that's special. Halloween, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there were so, so many. WandaVision shows. had a Halloween episode. They did, and that was really well done. I really like, again, I like seeing what people dress up as, but they kind of cheat because. <laughs> because they just dress up as themselves from comic books. Yeah, but so, I thought that know. that was really clever. I thought it was clever um, when the show was fun. 
I don't know. I didn't have anything. I should have just shut up, Molly. I, I really liked that whole episode, though. It was cute. Um, oh, my God. There's so many sitcoms. There are. There's just so every sitcom sitcoms. does one of these, apparently. Yeah, I mean, well, because you've got to. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Please. Um, so this is a little bit of a controversial one. Please. Um, but it's a modern example, and um, I wanted to give it because I don't think many people saw it. So the show The Connors that, um, you know, took place of Roseanne. I believe this was actually while it was still the Roseanne reboot before it became yeah, the Connors. Yeah, she in this episode? Or? She might be. I, I guess she is. Um, but they tackle the subject of cultural appropriation, um, which I find interesting because I don't really think that we see that tackled on any other sitcoms that I know of that are... Right. ...that I can think of off the top of my head, let alone in a Halloween episode. Um, and I thought it was like a really interesting point. Um, so... Darlene's son wants to dress up as um, Frida Kahlo. Frida Kahlo, and you know they wouldn't let him into the dance because it was considered cultural appropriation, right? Um, and they said that the costume was offensive, and so then it brought into question this idea of you know how can he honor this person that he really admires and looks up to without you know offending an entire culture, and and it was a really nice discussion um, that. They had. They didn't come up with an answer. They didn't say anything. They right. just, you know, pointed out the fact that it's confusing. And, you know, I, I thought it was really well done. And it was just cool to see. Also, it was really cool to see a show where they let um, a boy dress up as a girl and not right. in a making fun of it. It's funny. I'm dressed as a girl way. He just, you know, wears whatever he wants to wear. It was a character that did not um, conform to gender norms and wore whatever clothes that they wanted to. And I really enjoyed that. Right. Um, now, I do. I do think that's an interesting episode. I remember you talking to me about it when that episode came out. Um, I just found out there is a Norm Macdonald Halloween episode from his sitcom Norm, and I am probably going to watch that after this. Um, but yeah, you know, there's the obvious. You know, Saved by the Bell has one. Like just kind of every show. I think Saved by the Bell. Their Halloween might, episode might be that one where they do, uh, and then there were an style murder mystery. Just like. Like it's a dinner, yeah. Just like Sean of the Dead. Just like Sean uh, of the like, Dead. Just like, and then there was Sean. Yeah. Um, it's, oh, the Out of the Box Halloween. You remember the Out of the Box on Playhouse yes. Disney? They did a Halloween one, and I always really liked that, getting to see all the kids dress up and how they decorated the uh, box inside. That's something I always like seeing, too, is the box. You know, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, Halloween episodes are a lot of the first episodes I'd seen of shows, because yeah. the first episode I saw of Modern Family was their Halloween episode. Well, it's a big night for promoting TV shows. I guess so. Like, all your favorite characters, you go in trick-or-treating, and then it's like, oh, I'll watch all the Halloween specials. Well, it got me hooked. I really enjoyed Modern Family. Yeah. Um, I didn't see all of Modern Family, but I, I'll watch it if it's on. Listen, I'm going to wrap up. I'm going to give my last one okay. by bringing it full circle. I thought we were talking about actors getting replaced today. Well, we're going to talk about the uh, the most famous example of that, not for people our age, but like in a historical perspective, people who are <laughs> uh, on Bewitched, the husband Darren was played by Dick York and they replaced him with Dick Sargent. And they just kind of acted like there was never that original Darren. They were just like, oh, Darren, you've always looked like this. And that sort of straight ver straightforward version of it is why people when they were doing like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and they recast Aunt Viv, like there's a, you know, there's a reason why they feel the need to make a joke about it. Cause like on Bewitched, that was a, a rather infamous thing uh, that they replaced the husband. So to tie that together, there are apparently a bunch of Bewitched Halloween episodes. Not a surprise. It's a show about a witch, Yeah. but I just want to read you the titles of them. Oh, okay. 
I've never seen most, I don't think I've seen these because quite frankly, I've seen like 10 episodes of Bewitched and that's way more than I needed to. (laughs) The witches are out, trick or treat, twitch or treat, the safe and sane Halloween, to trick or treat or not to trick or treat. (laughs) They didn't, you weren't going to see the episode titles back then. They didn't have to try. (laughs) Twitch or, just the fact that three of them are trick or treat. You know what I mean? Twitch because Twitches. Twitches too, yeah. Yeah. Halloween movie, not a special. Yeah, not a special. Yeah, yeah. I remember the Roly Polioli episode of Halloween. They used to air that at night. So they used to call Monstober on Disney Channel was the big deal. And um, I think, I don't know if they used to have another name for it, but it used to be a big deal. There was like a week where they'd play this, but specifically a night where they would play a whole bunch of the Playhouse Disney specials at night. And they were Halloween-ish. And I remember the Roly Polioli episode scaring me very much. Yeah. As most Roly Poly episodes did. Um, I will just, I know I said I was done and I am done, but I just saw it on here. Mm-hmm. Um, I did really like the Frasier. Frasier's got a couple Halloween episodes, <laughs> but one of them is the one where you find out, spoiler alert, Roz is pregnant. And it's a fun, it's like a one act play. Like it's all in Niall's apartment. Everybody's in Halloween costumes, but they all have to be like literary characters. And of course, Fraser and Niles are having a hoot with that. <laughs> but the other less fancy characters don't care. Yeah. And it's a really, it's just like, it's literally like a one act play. Like somebody mishears who's pregnant and the whole thing is just like a wacky misunderstanding. And it's all in one set. And it's real fun. Fraser. <laughs> Well, I've taken the fun out of the room. Molly, you got Do you know me? what you're going to be for Halloween? Uh, I'll be snug and safe in my bed with a shotgun waiting Whoa. for Michael Myers. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I don't have a gun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'm some friends of mine and I are doing a group costume. Oh. Uh, have you seen I Think You Should Leave, the comedy yes. show? There's a sketch in that where there's a really unfunny group of people who bother you while you're eating dinner called oh, The okay. Three Hilarious Waiter Brothers. Yes. So me and two friends are being The Three Hilarious Waiter Brothers because we're all just schlubby white guys. So nice. it's pretty easy. Yeah. What are you doing for Halloween, buddy? Um, I don't know what I'm going to be on actual Halloween yet. When I go to Disney this week, um, I'm going to be Princess Anna because I wanted to do a Disney-themed costume in the park. And I couldn't really think of anything all that original because I think everything's really been done at this point. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I'll do for actual Halloween, though. Um, I got to see who's coming to my Halloween party. Pretty soon, I want to do... A really nice Captain Hook. Because you know I love Captain Hook. Oh, that'd be cute. I want to get like a really nice like velvet, like full ship uniform and everything. Yeah. And, like a real sword. And like I want to want to go all out. That'd be good. Yeah. I uh, We had to decide with Ryan what we're going to do to dress up for the three of us. Cause oh, yeah. Because we got to. We have we to can't our top tradition. our hocus pocus, I don't think. But no. I would like us to, to keep we'll up with probably it. Because I think still people, fit in those people are expecting us from us. <laughs> you can just do it again. Do it again. Switch parts. <laughs> No, same costume. Same Just thing. Do the exact same thing again, but take nicer pictures. Mm, I, I could be down. Maybe with do that. the makeup this time. I, I don't still have like any us being the Animaniacs. Um, right, but that's. I mean, it's kind of weird. Why? Just because. Well, I mean, it, our ages don't line up. First of all, and second of all, it's like. What are we gonna just not wear shirts? Like I like the the one of them is only in pants. We wear a black shirt. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. We have a whole list. We don't somewhere. have to do this on air. No, we don't. I I thought I'd ask yeah. the Halloween related Listen, question. Listen, why don't you write into us? Tell us your favorite Halloween special. Tell us one of the glaring mistakes we made, and do me a favor. Why don't you write in and tell us what you're going to be for Halloween? Yeah, you got plenty of time. We're not we're not there yet. Let us know. Um, you know, if you like this episode, 
uh, please rate and leave a review. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. It really helps out the show. Molly, you know what we got to do now? You got to tell me what song is going to play over the credits. Um, Is there a Halloween song from an episode of a show? Ooh, from an episode of a show is a good question. Uh, the Mickey Mouse Halloween special has a song in the opening. Okay, okay. That's that's a possible contender. Do you want to play the House of Villains song when they're taking over the House of Mouse? Yeah, yeah, we could do that. You don't sound excited. Well, I was trying to think of Halloween songs because Jordan asked me about this the other day, and the only one I remember of like a straight up Halloween song is well, besides like Thriller, is um the the Five Little Pumpkins sitting on a gate. Oh yeah, you do have bad taste. <laughs> um, no, the but joke. I was thinking if there was any other ones, and um, I couldn't think of any. Song so. from Muppet Haunted Mansion. There's two of them. <gasps> oh yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll do that. Muppet Haunted Mansion song. All right. Well, goodbye, everybody. Happy Bye. Halloween. Peace.